0800 and love for you to use your voice. Uh, go on, join us. G'day, Jeff. How are you doing today? G'day, mate. I'm good. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you loud and clear. Where are you calling from today? Good on, good on you. I'm calling from Christchurch. I just want to tell Beautiful you a really funny little, funny little uh, anecdote that happened on Tuesday morning. I was having a coffee with a mate about oh, about 10 in the morning. It was a solid sheet of water outside. It was pouring down. Thunder, lightning, the whole works. He said to me just casually, oh, I was there having a surf at 7 o'clock this morning. I said, oh, were you? Did catch a couple of bays? And he said, yep. He said, I looked at this one and, and it was, he didn't know whether to get it or not. It was a bit big. And uh, and this boy said that to him, go get it, boy. <laughs> and it was our all black coat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these rays are out in the water with all the, all the boys having an early morning surf. He said, you kept that off. They came in at roughly the same time. And um, the next time he sees Razor, he's, he's got his surfboard under his arm, skateboarding home. Skateboarding with a surfboard under his yeah. arm? That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, considering just, I can't just, do either, the fact that he can yeah, surf in pretty tumultuous <laughs> conditions by the sound and then skateboard home. Excuse me along on one, on one leg. I just thought it was a brilliant story. Yeah, do as I say, not do as I do. I'm not too sure he'd be happy with many of his All Blacks sort of skateboarding around with a surfboard <laughs> under his, uh, you know, mid- yeah, mid-season. Be, and here's I thinking, Jeff. here's I thinking you were going to call in and, re- and talk about the New Zealand Herald story, which I must admit I haven't read because I, I flicked off it after I saw the headline of All Blacks coach Scott Robertson and looming question of a Crusader bias. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> it's the middle of December. We're going we're to stress about that already. He, he, he is one of the boys at Sunderland Christchurch where we live. It's a seaside town. And um, you can just see him knocking around. There's a local, local coffee bar that uh, he knocks around. He can be sitting having a nosh and then he's raised it two or three feet away. No, Good on you, Jeff. I love the story. Nice, uh, that, that, it's lovely imagery. Thanks for sharing, mate. I do appreciate it. Go enjoy your day. Hopefully it's a nice one down south. Morning, Cliff. How are you doing today? I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, good sunny day here. Yeah. Beautiful. Hey, hey, just talking about, you know, quick bowlers that that we might be looking at, uh, you know, over the years we, we try to find that guy who can bowl over 150. You know, we had probably a real good one in Shane Bond, but he broke down. Problem is that nearly every guy we've had has broke down. Sean Tracy, Brendan Bracewell, Derek Sterling, you know, Adam Milne. Going back to the guys, even uh, back in the '60s, there was a quickie. You know, there was they, they just don't you don't get the value out of them. And if we're looking for value, we need to look for a guy who's bowling late 130s, early 140s, a replacement for Tim Saudi, someone who can bowl a good swing, but out swing, and, and and use the ball on a good wicket, get a bit of seam up. Have a slow ball, and we're looking for a left armour as well to replace flags. So, you know, it's, that's what we need. Henry's maybe got a few more years. I don't think Saudi's really got as much as he thinks. But if we're not going to put another some new guys in there and say, "Well, this is the new guy we want in our test team," we don't want to. We're not expecting them to bowl, you know, 150, but we just want him to develop into a good test bowler, someone who can open the bowling for us downwind or upwind, and we're looking for a guy to, to work the other end with him. You know, New Zealand cricket don't have a lot of choice. 
they seem to they seem to be a lot of guys floating around the last few years, but they've never really picked on anybody in particular to come into the test team as as that third or fourth guy. They they the good old wags, Southey and Henry, and now that Bolt's gone, they were the four, and they have been for such a long time that we haven't had to look any further. And yeah, what do you, what do you, what's your thought? Who would who would the guy? Well, that you'd like to see in the test team, the next test bowler well, that we... You know, Cliff, like, this is going to sound like I'm dancing around the issue. I am I'm, I don't feel like I'm very well positioned anymore because I don't cover domestic cricket to the levels I used to. And what I mean by that is we used to go to the games and watch with our own eyes. All I find now is I scout scoreboards and stats, and numbers don't always tell the full picture. So often, you know, really intrigued by New Zealand uh, A squads, who's in the mix. I'm really fascinated to see, well, I, I, do you know what? I, I've seen clips of him on the highlights um, on the New Zealand cricket scorecards when he's taking a wicket and so on and so forth. But there's nothing quite like, and I agree, I'm sure you agree with us, having watched a lot of cricket as you have, you know, you, you really only get a sense of a player when you see him over a number of games, you know, how he bowls throughout spells. Can he bowl quick for two overs, or can he bowl quick for four or five if he can come back and, and hold that pace? So that's why I sort of struggle with the next tier like in my own sort of assessment of it. Um, but you're right, Tim South is 35 years young. You know, the history of the game tells us, um, you, know, time, you know, he's got less time in the game than he has now. Matt Henry, I tend to agree with you. I think Matt Henry does have a few years. This guy's had a long sort of stop-start test career waiting for his chance. And finally, the production has been there over the last couple of years for Matt Henry. I think Jameson's well worth persevering with. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see sort of how they go about sort of trying to blood that new um, that, that new era. As I said to, to maybe you and, and another caller yesterday, I, I, I kind of still want – I'm still in a bit of a win-now mode, Cliff. I quite like the idea of beating South Africa in a test series. Uh, trying to beat Australia and, and maybe beyond that, that's when you, when you look further down the road. I don't know how you feel. You know, the ironic thing is Australia's sticking with their tried and true. They've got quite a, an oldish side. Um, maybe results will wane post-winning a te- uh, 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 an ICC World Test Championship, as ours certainly have. As, as I said yesterday, we're sort of middle of the pack as far as win-loss ratio uh, through the cycle, and that's where I, where I think the disappointment comes from. I don't know how you feel about it, Cliff. Well, to me, the Australians, Australian seam attack, they usually only go in with three seamers and, and a spinner, and they've always yes. been able to do that. With Warren and, and their, their off spinner, they've always been able to say, well, you're, you're in the side, and we can fit, we can move around the yep. other three. They always have a fourth yeah, man who's coming. Like, they just do it so well. But there's guys like Ben Sears. Now, I hear a lot about this guy. I've never seen him bowl yet. He, he, he seems to get picked in squads, but he never seems to play. Uh, it's, I just would like to see some of our guys get a go. I, I'd like to see some of these players actually play some cricket. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm sure they're playing for, for Wellington or Canterbury, but so we don't see that. Um, but there's, there is guys out there. There's Henry Shipley. Uh, you know, he's tall, you know, this new joker that's in, he's supposed to, he's pretty big now, big fella, O'Rourke, six feet, yep. six feet five or six. 
we should be able to get something out of these blokes, but until they're tried at some level, you know, the, the, the teams, the Bangladesh, Australia, they really needed a warm-up game against it. Uh, we could have put a selection side up against them and played a couple of other bowlers against Australia or against... So that some day can say, well, I got a four or a five against the touring side. Now I get a chance to play in the test, hopefully. Yeah. But unless he, gets, unless he gets a game... He's just picked in the squad. He's just going to be another Yeah, do you know squad. what? I think we're also dancing around the fact here, Cliff, is New Zealand don't play spinners at home. And this, this is a problem. I feel like a broken record on this. I, I just think it just brings so much benefit to your side if you, if you can uh, get a, a spin bowling option in there who is a wicket threat. Um, the, the fact that you can rest your seamers in Australia are a great template for it. They've been blessed by having, you know, Warney. But Nathan Lyons come in and done a spectacular job, and I've laboured this point. Go look at the records of visiting spinners in direct comparison to Nathan Lyon in Australia. He is the wild card. He's the right bow in a lot of ways. He is such a difference maker. And if you can, if you can find a way to get that in your side at home, I think um, it would be for the better longer term. Um, they've gone with their, their, their recipe that has brought them a lot of success. Um, but, but I still feel, and maybe I'm, uh, I'm an old-timer on this, uh, I, I think we've got to find a way to get a spin-bowling option and a legitimate, legitimate spin-bowling option, not, not a bob-each-way type cricketer. Um, thanks, Cliff. We'll get to more of your calls after the break at 17 away from 10. 0800 150 open line talk. If there's anything you want to discuss, now is your chance. You can text us on double eight double three. I'm sure Louis will join me in enjoying this one from Brendan. No canary players in the under-19 side? Really? So the people who complain about the Canterbury cricket bias, where are you now? Very good, Brendan. Very good. G'day, Scott. Thanks for holding through the break. Yeah, g'day, g'day. Hey, you raised a good point there about Ajaz Patel or any genuine spinner, but I believe Ajaz Patel. Uh, I just think we need to be playing a spin bowler like like Australia do. We have a history of our fast bowlers breaking down and, and, and in long test matches where we've had to bowl a lot, they tend to be overworked. And with a spin bowler option, a genuine one like Ajaz Patel, we, we won't have the same issues. We won't overload our, our quicks and we won't have to ask part-timers to fill in some overs that ideally you would rather have someone who's working to a plan to get wickets have to use those overs instead. I think with Ajaz, we have to persevere. Our pitches are changing in New Zealand. We're not the, not the green seamers they used to be of the 90s. We've seen now with Mount Monganui, um, Seddon, Christchurch, you know, in domestic cricket, a lot of these teams, ND, Canterbury, they'll take two spinners almost every time. It doesn't matter if it's four-day, four-day, one-dayers, and even in the T20s, the slow bowlers have even more of a role. I think they even take three down in Canterbury and in the ND with the walkers and whatnot and the sodies when they're available. So I think New Zealand mindset, especially I think from traditional select selectors, always thinking our pitches are traditionally always the same, has to change. We saw at Bangladesh, they got six wickets in the first test at Mount Monganui, um, the spinner there, didn't he? So at the start of last summer. So I would like to see a more bolder tactic taken by the selectors and, and selecting Ajaz Patel to come in and do a job for us, which we know he can do because he does it for CD day in, day out in four-day cricket. One of the most fascinating test careers um, I, I can remember is Ajaz Patel. He's already taken 10 wickets in innings. We know that. He's got 
62 wickets, not one taken at home. Like th- that is truly bizarre, isn't it, Scott? Oh, it's terrible. It just shows you we we we've played him in a few tests and then we've bowled him three or four overs and gone, you know what, this isn't working. Ajaz is a bowler who will get you wickets in his latter part of his spells because he works at it. He works at his craft. The ball gets older. The pitch gets older. He gets more reps. You know, 20 over plus sort of stuff. He'll give you returns of four for five for, and we see it overseas. When he has those long overs, he gets the wickets because his plans are put in place and he gets them out. Um, we're, we're almost impatient a little bit at home. We, we expect to get wickets all the time, and we think every every condition's going to suit um, a, a swing bowler or a seam bowler. I, I just want to see a little bit more uh, tactical change, I guess, from the likes of Salvi, if he is to be the captain again, um, over the summer with those test matches. Because I, I think we need to change our dynamic if we're going to be successful in test cricket. We've not been very successful in test cricket since winning the World Test Championship. And we keep selecting the same players, asking them to do different things. And I think we've got to be a little bit bolder if we want to succeed internationally in test cricket now. And now is the time, too. We need to make some big changes. And that's that may be the big Canterbury seamer coming into the lineup, and it may just be AJ's Patel. We need something different, a point of difference. We've got the same team every single game almost, and we're very predictable. Do you know we're coming up four years since AJ's Patel last bowled a ball in a test in New Zealand? <laughs> it's got to be an investigation. But, <laughs> like, seriously, it's one of the most fascinating test careers I can, I can think of. He's only bowled in five innings in New Zealand. Um, he's had sp- um, allotments of three overs, three overs, three overs, and three of them. Like, the oh, three overs and five. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Twelve overs. It, it, the most overs he bowled, 28 overs, none for 46 against Sri Lanka, uh, on a road in Wellington when he came in after lunch and bowled to Mendes and Matthews when they batted the whole day. Um, yeah, no, no one uh, was successful that day. Hey, thanks, Scott. Do appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> Louis shaking his head. It, it is weird. Eh? It's not just me. It's, it's, no. it's quite, it's quite peculiar. Not, not just you, isn't it? Not, not just me. Excellent. Like I was a bit of a lone wolf yesterday. Seven away from ten. Back after the break.